Hi, welcome to Clayton's HSC Business. The final topic I will be doing in this episode is the effectiveness of human resources, a very short topic. Please feel free to have your syllabus dot points out in front of you or your study notes or the textbook and hopefully this will help you to understand it. Accompanied by each syllabus dot point will be this sound. Please feel free to get in touch through the podcast if there's anything you don't understand. I hope you find this episode useful. Thanks for listening. There are seven indicators of effectiveness which will be discussed in this podcast. They are accidents, corporate culture, worker satisfaction, changes in staff turnover, benchmarking key variables, absenteeism and level of staff turnover. Corporate culture. So this refers to the culture within the business and relates to the values and beliefs within a business and directly influences the relationship between management and employees. Every successful business can translate their values and beliefs into actual actions. An effective corporate culture is one that is believed, demonstrated and acted upon by both management and employees. And in essence, it becomes the way staff perform their work. Corporate culture is generally determined by the actions of management towards employees. And these days, companies are generally encouraging employees to be more responsible and act and think as if they own the business. Businesses also encourage teamwork and the formation of teams, and that a strong culture is one in which they work together effectively, share the same values, and make decisions to meet the organisation's goals and objectives. Benchmarking key variables. So benchmarking is the process of measuring an employee's performance against established standards. The benchmark for a manufacturing firm, for example, may be set at 100 units of a good made per week with zero defects. These standards are often set by businesses that are regarded as leaders in their own industry. So benchmarking is a form of control in an organisation. If employees are unable to meet performance goals on a regular basis, it will be clear that management must examine why this is occurring. Changes in staff turnover. So staff turnover is the rate at which employees leave a business. And some employees may leave their employment voluntarily to seek employment opportunities elsewhere, or they may retire from the business altogether. However, some are forced to leave due to misconduct or the need for retrenchment. A high level of staff turnover caused by voluntary separation generally says that there's poor employment relations within a business. Employees tend to be expressing their dissatisfaction by leaving. This dissatisfaction could arise from the culture of the business, management styles, or the lack of acknowledgement and input that should be available to employees. And high staff turnover is generally seen as very costly to a business. So these costs come from paying out or leaving staff members entitlements, advertising the new position, conducting a selection process and training the new staff member. There's also a lot of additional costs through factors such as the loss of experience and knowledge. Absenteeism. In Australia, most employees receive full pay for up to 12 sick days a year, sometimes more. While most employees take sick days for medical or family reasons, others may use them to express their dissatisfaction with the workplace. Employees may choose not to attend work on days when various events are being held. So this could be meetings or training and development. Absenteeism is costly as it means that employees' work is not done. 
and this places additional demands on existing staff and may cause even greater hostility within the workplace. Absenteeism costs businesses more than $3 billion every year. Levels of disputation. Disputes at a workplace often reflect an unhappy workforce. The level and seriousness of disputes and the frequency with which they occur indicate the extent to which the employers are successfully managing the employment relations function. Obviously, the more disputes there are in a workplace, the less effective management is. Employers would need to examine why the disputes are occurring and rectify the practices that cause them. Accidents. Workplace accidents occur across all Australian workforces and may range from minor concerns such as bruises and cuts to things like permanent physical damage and even death. All workplaces across Australia must be aware of hazards. Management must then implement strategies to either eliminate or reduce these hazards. An effective human resource management ensures that OHS within a business is paramount. Worker satisfaction. So this is used to describe whether employees are happy and contented and fulfilling their desires and needs at work. Satisfied employees often work more efficiently and value the organisation they work for. This concept of loyalty is reflected in happy employees who enjoy their work and coexist in a productive relationship with their supervisor. An effective human resource management structure will implement strategies to measure worker satisfaction. And based on the results of the data, management must then examine methods to improve worker satisfaction. Well done, you have made it to the last topic in business studies. Congratulations, give yourself a pat on the back. Go back and listen to as many podcasts as you can, particularly if there are things that are a weakness for you. And hopefully it will help you with your HSC exam. Best of luck. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.